0: What a great time of worship. Thank you for being with us today. It's good to see you all this morning. Are you ready to hear the word of God this morning? Good, I hope so. You're all looking lovely and awake and ready on a a bit of a wintry morning this morning. We've had a good September, haven't we? No? Oh good, oh good. I thought it was just me. Back to church. Do you know we are a church that loves to reach people for Jesus. And you know, Apostle Ian, a long time ago, decided to make everything we do evangelistic. So every part of our church is outreaching for those people who don't know Jesus. And this idea of back to church is, is we've encouraged you, haven't we? To go and invite your family and your friends to come to church, not, not to just fill up the seats, Not just to show everybody how good destiny is, but actually to show everybody how good God is. That's it, isn't it? Because, you know, there's a world out there that's wandering around looking for its purpose. Wondering why it was made and sometimes they're wandering around in the dark a little bit and we really want to let them know what their purpose is. And if they can come to church, they can have a little glimpse of what their purpose is. Of a people that are glorifying God and giving Him praise and honor just like we've done this morning. We've had back to the future. Back to basics. Last week, Pastor Wes spoke about back to church. And this morning, I'm here to talk to us about back to worship. And you know, I'm excited about this because that is what the purpose of man is is to worship god i've been praying a lot because you know not because i'm good but because i need him to help me with everything that i do and i've been praying and saying god what do you want me to say about worship today because you know i'm i'm the guy I, I challenge anybody to love worship more than i do you know that it's my thing, it's my, it's my literal job here at church as well. It's one of my responsibilities to look after worship. So I could talk about any part of worship. I could talk about singing, I could talk about the role music plays, I could talk about the Hebrew words of all the, what, the, different, all the different meanings of the words of worship, but there's a word that I couldn't get away from, and God kept putting it on my heart and putting it in my mind, and I kept sort of coming away from it and going, no, no. He wants me to talk about this. And it's this word, surrender. Surrender. And I couldn't get away from it. And I was praying and saying, God, well, how am I going to, how's this going to work? How am I going to talk about back to worship and surrender? But, you know, it showed me a way through. Because, you know, I believe this morning, and you'll probably know this, and we all know this. We are a people, aren't we, who are carrying lots of things. And you can probably think of a few difficulties in your life right now. And a few things that are troubling you and you feel like you're carrying it. And what we end up doing is we end up carrying those things ourselves, don't we? We end up fighting and, and trying to make those difficult things work and those difficult situations work through. And we're fighting and often we find ourselves ending up in our own little world of trying to hold on to those things and trying to deal with those things ourselves. But this morning, I really believe, for some people in here this morning, and maybe for all of us, we need to come back to a life of surrender again. Which means a few different things. Because I believe our God is calling us back to worship. And these two things are going to marry up. And we're going to have a look at that this morning. You might say, well, I've never left worship. Or I don't really know what worship is, and all worship is, is, is what we give to God. And the Bible helps us understand it really, really clearly as well because, you know, the Bible is full of people singing songs to God. There's a whole book called the Psalms as well that has got so many songs and we see different characters of the Bible praising God, worshipping Him, singing and, and playing instruments and things like that. But then the Bible shows us as well that it's actually much more than that much more than just what we've done this morning as we've been singing together. But in Romans 12, verse 1, a a, a verse I didn't want to do this morning because I know we've said it lots and lots and lots, but I couldn't get away from it today, so I hope that's all right with you. Romans 12, verse 1, Paul says this to the Romans, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In view of God's mercy, that's our true and proper worship, to present every part of our lives with with nothing hidden, every bit of it, present it in a way that is pleasing to God that's our worship really and to me that sounds a lot like surrender when we're holding nothing back from him we're actually surrendered to him entirely aren't we it's a tough call but it's what is required you see me and you were saved by grace we're made perfect we're made holy Not by anything that we've done, but by His mercy and His grace alone. But then in a response to that mercy, what can we do? All we can really do is present our bodies as a living sacrifice and live holy lives. And that's our true Worship you know singing is just a concentrated version of that isn 't it that 's all that is when we have that razor sharp focus on God giving him all glory and praise, and you know when we gather like this and we sing songs together we 're different nations all from all around the world we 're getting a little glimpse of what heaven 's going to be like so don 't get me wrong, praise and worship is absolutely us singing together because that 's what we 're going to do when we see Him face to face. But our true worship is our surrender. You know, I'm not going to talk for a long time this morning because I want to give us an opportunity again at the end of our service to come and sing a couple of songs together. But we're going to just look very quickly at this word, surrender. If you didn't know, Lucy and I have just moved house. We have. We did. We did, you know. we just moved house in the last few weeks, and we've spent the last few weeks doing DIY. Does anybody just love DIY? Oh, it's great. How many people have got a shelf that needed putting up three years ago? And it didn't get done. We've, we've been doing loads of stuff. We've been ripping up carpets. It's felt good, hasn't it? It's felt good. We've been ripping up carpets and taking off wallpaper and painting and nailing skirting boards on in a, a funny angle and things. And it's been great. And we've been doing that. Whose idea was it, by the way, to paint doors? What an annoying job. That is, I've never known a more annoying job. You've got to take it off the hinges, sand it down, wipe it down and get all the dust off, take it outside, do the first coat of paint, wait a few hours, do the second coat of paint. Who's got time for that? Deary me. And then, when we got all the doors outside, six or seven doors, and this is, uh, this is not a preach exaggeration, right? Every single one of the doors, at one point during that week, fell over on the driveway whilst they were still wet with paint so not only have we got gloss all over the drive but every single door has got a big scratch in it, it's got a big hole in it, and we'd spent that long trying to do it, that I said to Lucy, do you know what, I don't even care anymore. Just ha- let's just hang them back up. And my dad came and helped us hang the doors back up. So every single one of our doors is like scratched all over. One of the doors has got a big hole in the top where it landed on a big rock, and it was just, it's just a disaster. I had to get our, my dad to help us out with so, with so many jobs like that. Because you know, he knows what he's doing. He's, he used to be a builder if you didn't know he, used to, he was in the building trade so he knows quite a lot of good things about DIY and, and houses and stuff and he tells me when you know he says no Daniel you can't knock that wall down or else the roof will come down I was like okay that's really good to know there's lots of jobs that I couldn't do and we couldn't do together because you know I, I'm not a plumber either and as far as I'm aware Lucy's not a plumber either no no and the other thing was, is that I'm not an electrician. And the other thing is, I'm not a plasterer either. And I'm not a roofer, and I'm not a tiler. There's, there were so many things that we had to get people in, like experts. who really, There's a few good people in our church who came and helped us as well, who are experts in their field. And you know, when you have an expert come into your house, and you don't know what you're talking about, but they do you've got to have complete trust in that person that they're not going to wire your house up wrong. They're not going to plumb your things in wrong. You know, you're not going to turn the tap on and the pipe's going to come up somewhere else with water. You have have to completely rely on them. That's the thing with experts. And you know, there is an expert in life. There is an expert in peace and joy and strength, and grace, and mercy. And his name isn't Daniel Martin. His name is Jesus. And you know what happens when you rely on an expert is that you have to come and rely on that expert. You have to come and have complete trust. You are absolutely at their whim, aren't you? I don't know what I'm talking about. But Jesus does know what he's talking about. And our good God knows what he's talking about. You see, worship is being surrendered to the one who knows what he's talking about. Come on. What happens with worship is that we admit and we give praise and we give what is deserved to him. But we admit that there's something bigger And better than ourselves. That's what happens when we worship. And you see this world is a world that has walked away from worshipping God. Because what we really want to be, don't we? We really want to be self-sufficient. We really want to be people who, who, who know all the answers. And you know, I think it's really difficult. Because it's seen as weak to admit that you need help sometimes, isn't it? In our world, not just in our culture, but the entire history of the world. And I think it's difficult, especially for men. And I think it's difficult for men to enter into worship, even more so perhaps. Because there's a battle inside us that says, well, if I praise and if I worship, I'm admitting that I am not sufficient by myself. I have to admit that there's something greater than me. And as a man, I want to have all the answers. I want to know everything about every bit of DIY. I don't want to have to rely on somebody. But sometimes we don't know the answers and we just make it up anyway, don't we? Because it's easier to do that than admit we don't know. So much of our human nature, the Bible calls it flesh, tells us that we shouldn't be laying ourselves down in surrender. Because we need to do it in our own strength and do it our way. But you see, worship... Coming back to worship means coming back to the surrender of our lives. And if you want to live a life that's in worship to God today, we need to live a life of surrender. We have to come back to the place where we say, God, have all of me. Saying, you are bigger. You are greater. Your ways no one can fathom, the Bible says. I can't do this on my own, and your ways are higher than my ways you know, even Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane as a moment just before Jesus is taken away and arrested and, and, and he's beaten and he's crucified. After the last supper, he goes to this garden and we find this really interesting passage in Matthew twenty six thirty six. If you've got your Bibles, you turn, turn with me to it. And He says, then Jesus with his disciples went to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, sit here a while while I go over there and pray, pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He then said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow, even to the point of death. He knows what's coming. He knows what's going to happen. And that, that's Jesus saying this. If you ever feel like you're overwhelmed, (laughs) that you are troubled and your spirit is overwhelmed and you're troubled, even to the point of death, even going that far, you're not a bad Christian, just so you know. If you are affected by the pain and the problems and the imperfectness of this world, that doesn't mean you are a bad person or a bad Christian. Look at Jesus' example right here. He's in turmoil, he's so so full of stress, he's so full of pain. The Bible tells us in in, in another book that he's so stressed that this medical thing happens that we know about now where you sweat drops of blood. That's how how intense his turmoil is in this moment. And he says this in verse 39. He fell face down to the ground and he prayed, My Father, if it's possible, if it's possible... May this cup be taken from me. He's saying, Father, if there's any other way we can do what's about to happen, please let's do it that way instead. If there's any other way, if there's an easier way that we can have the salvation of mankind, oh please let's do it that way. Please let's do it that way. And the Bible tells us it comes back three times and says this thing. And he's praying, I don't want to do it this way. I know what's coming. He knows what's happening next. He knows he's about to be betrayed and arrested and beaten and mocked. He's about to be crucified in in, in, in the most horrible death you can imagine with a crown of thorns on his head. And he comes to the Father and says, Lord, I don't want to do it like this. Please, if there's any other way. Please, let's do it that way instead. And you know, you might be in a little place like that this morning. You might be coming with some circumstance and some trouble, and you're crying out to God and saying, Lord, if there's any other way for this to happen, take this circumstance away from me. Take this situation away from me, because I don't want to do it like this. If there's an easier way, God, let's do it like that. But you see, Jesus comes, and he doesn't end his prayer there, and neither should we. Because what we find next that Jesus says, I think is one of the most valuable and profound things that we're ever going to read. Because he says this word. He says, yet. I don't want to do this. I'm in turmoil. My body is in stress to the point of death. Yet. Yet. Not as I will. But as you will. That's what worship looks like. That's what surrender looks like. Jesus gives us the best example of Romans 12 true worship. I don't want to go down this road that you're taking me really. It doesn't look good and it looks bad. Yet. This word and the way that you want me to live. Loving those around me and loving my enemies and living in compassion and kindness and and peace and forgiveness. Oh Lord, that's really hard. That's really difficult. And it's not going with my human nature yet. Not as I will. But as you will. I wonder this morning what it is that you need to say yet to, to God. Is there something you're facing right now? Something that God is asking you to do? something that God is asking you not to do, or just a difficult situation with family or work, or maybe this morning is a great time for you to come and say, yet, not my will, (laughs) but yours be done. Perhaps you're somebody who doesn't know Jesus yet today, and you haven't given your life to him, or this morning is a good morning as well, to come and take that first step and say, yes, God, I want to come and live it your way, I believe in who you are and and what you've done. We're going to take the opportunity just as we finish our service because I want us to worship again just as we come to a close. We're going to sing a couple of songs. And as we sing these songs, there's some questions I just want us to think about just as we finish our service together. The first question is, do I need to come back to a life of worship with God? Is there anything that I'm holding back from Him? that actually stopping me living a life of surrender living a life of worship is there anything that i need to say yet to this is difficult and i don't like this i don't like what this is happening here yet lord your will be done you know the greek word for worship literally means to be face down Bowed down in reverence and awe, and we're going to sing a couple of songs. King of kings, Majesty, and as we sing them, take the opportunity to come and focus on Him again. It says this: Your Majesty, I can but bow. I lay my all before You now, in royal robes that I don't deserve. All that is is that's God making us perfect and having a place in His kingdom that we that we haven't made for ourselves. That's all that means but it only comes through His grace and mercy. I live to serve Your majesty, it says. And then we're going to sing this. When the music fades and all is stripped away, and I simply come longing just to bring something that's of worth, that will bless your heart, I'll bring you more than a song. For a song in itself isn't what you have required. You know, anybody can sing. Anybody on the street can come and sing this morning. But it takes a person in surrender to come and worship today. Come on, let's stand together as we sing these two songs. The children are going to come in at the end of the first song. And then Lucy's going to dismiss us and say goodbye at the end of the second song. But come on, let's give him some praise. King of Kings.
1: King of Kings Majesty God of heaven living in me and gentle Savior Closest friend Strong deliver beginning and end, all within. All within me falls at your throne. Come on and tell him today, Your Majesty, I can't but bow. I lay my whole before you now. In royal rooms, I don't deserve. I live to serve your majesty. We sing, Earth and heaven worship you. And earth and heaven worship you. Love eternal, faithful and true. Who brought the nations? Some souls brought this sinner near to Your throne, and all within me cries out in prayer. Your Majesty, I can't but bow. I lay my own for you now in royal rooms I don't deserve I live to serve your majesty your majesty your majesty I can't but by lay I lay my own before you now In royal rooms I don't deserve All we live I live to serve Your majesty I live to serve I live to serve Your majesty I live I live to serve your majesty, yes we do Lord,
0: yes we do oh, and we're coming back to the heart of worship, it's all about you Jesus, it's all about you Jesus.